Welcome back to the soccer universe. I'm here with Fran and Yashish as always. What's up, guys? Um, nothing. Just study started. <laughs> That's never good. But um, it was. I don't see. Here's the thing, right? Liverpool loses. You're always happy. Aren't you right? Who's not happy when Liverpool loses, especially when they lose three, <laughs> three, uh, consecutively lose three games at Anfield for the first time in their history. I mean, who doesn't like that, right? <laughs> But the problem is, City is running away with the title now. Like they're slowly and steadily running away from us, and now that's also not good. Of course, I'd prefer City winning the title over Liverpool. Because I mean, they don't really have any titles, so you know, let them rack a few up, and then we can go back to showing them who's boss. But um, yeah, what about you, friend? What are you thinking about the situation right well, now? How much of City running away with the title is actually our fault? Oh, a lot. The Sheffield game, the Arsenal game. Yeah, I see so much of it. This right? game. Oh my god! Like we could have easily been like at. Like two points behind, with if they they had their game in like if they had been their game in hand, like ah oh shit, yeah, yeah, it's pissing off. And this stupid draw against Everton as well. The final minute, Jesus Christ! It wasn't even final minute. It was ninety plus four, and they scored in the ninety plus fifth minute because the. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! <sighs> But Bruno's goal. Did you no. you played score hero? Have you ever played score hero? Yes. Yes. It it was like a goal from score hero. Like you know, just swiped it over the keeper. That's it. I mean, Vince has like Ronaldo takes free kicks. He just practiced as score hero as a kid. <laughs> yeah. But they were comparing it to. Uh, do you remember that Cantona goal where he oh. kind of kicks it in the same way? Yeah. And in a way, you're like. Yes, it makes sense. Bruno is probably on that talent level. On the other hand, you're like, isn't this doesn't this show the state of things at Man United? That when Cantona scored that goal, we were at the top, and now we're like, maybe we'll challenge for the title, maybe not, maybe next year is our year. Let's just say we're the closest competitors. Yeah, but it was a beautiful goal. It was the technique. <laughs> But yeah, so in general, I want to talk a little bit about City. Thirteen consecutive games they won. Fourteen, sorry. Uh, I think that's the longest uh, winning streak by an English team. Um, and w- what is the and without De Bruyne and Aguero with some of in some of the games, right? And that's very important because in the start of the season we were all talking about how De Bruyne is so important to City, and without De Bruyne, this. The city team is like doing nothing. So, what would you say are like some of the key? Uh, oh shit! I just looked at the number of tabs open. Oh my god! Yeah, I'm <laughs> destroying my computer's like RAM right now. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I had an attack for a second. I'm like, I could never. My 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 <laughs> my laptop could navigate right now. <laughs> oh yeah, my laptop could never. It would crash in a second. Oh my god. Um, but yeah, uh, what do you think is like the core reason behind like City's amazing run? I mean, like just really going off the outline. I think when we discussed this like multiple weeks in a row now, but Ruben Diaz, I think he can't be understated or he can't be overstated. I don't know if I said it wrong, but I don't know. I think I don't know if uh, Young Thiago Silva 
is the best way to put it. But I will say, like, he him emerging with, like, I mean, John Stones needs some credit, some credit too, in my opinion. But, yeah, I think those two are the reason. The reason I said young Thiago Silva is because he came in at the club and he became the instant leader of the team. Like, he's vocal, okay. he knows where everybody should be. He's very intelligent, tactically, you know? That's why I said Thiago Silva, although the playing styles aren't really the same. Okay, but, but yeah, um, the impact, I see it. Right? And, um, well, Gundogan has been on a crazy form. Yeah. My yeah. God. We were watching the game, and I was texting you guys saying that the Bruyne holds him back. Yeah. And it was half a joke, but, like, his play is beautiful when he's free like this. Yeah, but, like, De Bruyne probably does hold him back. Like, like... Right? He, he kind of does, right? Because, like, yes, the thing is... But I think, like, there's a certain level of player where you can argue that any player around them is being held back by them being there. Yeah. But that's not necessarily, like, a bad thing. Yeah, it, is, it isn't. It isn't. It isn't, yeah. Yeah. I think, like, Messi, and you can argue that, like, his teammates are held back by the fact that he's so ball-dominant, but you would never say that Barcelona is being held back by Messi, obviously. Yeah, of course, of course. Uh, but, a little, when he's mentioned Messi, uh, you know, Griezmann has been playing really well. I, I can't remember his stats, but he's, uh, he's, well, I guess, I hope, I really hope, I love, love the player. I love, like... Uh, what Griezmann used to be in his final few years at Atletico and looking at like his recent stats the way he's playing especially that 5-3 game he was involved in 4 of the 5 goals um, yeah. it's very encour- encour- encouraging and um, just wanted to put that out there I, for my Barcelona friends um, well let's let's hope you all have got a player in there let's hope he's back yeah yeah I don't think he's a uh... He's so far, at least from like the Hazard situation, where you're, you're a massive signing and just just like you've led to like a net impact of zero. I don't know. I'm glad to see Griezmann finally like. I'm glad that Barcelona fans see how good of a player he like really is. Yeah. Um, Especially now that Messi's leaving, right? They need a <laughs> step up. <laughs> did he, did he say like what translates to? I'm like I'm sick of the media trying to decide where I'm going to go or like. You know, hypothesize where I'm going to go. I'm going to say it at the end of the season. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, back to Man City, Liverpool. Uh, City, centre-back story, absolutely perfect. The polar opposites are Liverpool. Uh, well, do you think, like it's said over here in the outline, uh, should Liverpool have brought new centre-backs earlier? I think so. I feel like, and this is on the board, not on cloth, but I feel like they were waiting too long to see if Matip would return from injury. That now they, they're forced to play Fabinho and uh, Henderson in the biggest games. And then we see what happens with the midfield when, when they're playing center back, right? There's no strength in Wijnaldum. Thiago is not a ball presser. Thiago is not a defender. And then you play a kid besides them, who is fine, he's kind of consistent. Maybe he'll come good in the future. But you just get overrun, and then they concede four goals against Manchester City. So, I think it is. It's absolutely negligence. I think the 
I think this is kind of a circumstance of being owned by, um, I guess the type of investors that they have in terms of Fenway Sports Group, they're very, they see Liverpool as an investment, which they've done a really good job of managing because they've been successful. So I don't think Liverpool fans can be too bad. But I don't think they're willing to, you know, put the extra step forward in terms of like, you know, mid-season transfers and taking care of business like, you know, like, you know, signing, signing a center back, right? How do they wait this long? I think it just is an ownership thing more than anything else. Yeah, I and um, I also feel like that even even though um, like I feel like Liverpool because Fabinho worked out really well, right? I think the owners went like we don't need to you know we don't need a centre back. Fabinho sent centre defensive midfield. He came and Klopp managed to use his oh let's go guys screams all of that very well and uh, <laughs> and uh, he did all of that. So I feel like. It's also that and I feel like it was also a little bit of arrogance. Like, I feel like they thought that, oh, this team is too good. Nothing's going to happen to it. Like, they, they, they heard, like what Roy Keane said, they believed their own hype, I think. No, no, was it Roy Keane or someone else? They believed their own hype. I think someone said that. It might be Paul Mearson. I'm not sure. But yeah, they believed the, their own hype and I feel like that. And I'm by, by them, I don't mean the players. I do not mean Klopp, but I mean the owners. Okay. Because uh, I still see like, the pl- it's also someone mentioned Thiago. Okay, <laughs> I don't want to say this. <laughs> what has he contributed so far, other than a few thumbs up and shouts? Well, he's a good-looking guy, right? So he brightens <laughs> the mystery. I was so convinced you were about to come in here with like a genuine reason. <laughs> <laughs> Think, um, if we're to like rank midfielders in the season, right? I think so, uh, somehow, like I've never seen this coming, but Gundogan is like infinitely like higher than Thiago right now. I'd say if we're to like do a mid-season, oh, player, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, there are that. so many players who have had a better season than Thiago. They they're probably not better players, right? Okay, I'm not saying that, but they have had much better seasons. Even, even I would argue that even Hoi Bia has had a better season th- than Thiago has had. So, like, I, I, I it's an, it's an arguable opinion, but that's what I'm saying. I, you could argue that Hoi Bia has, a, has had a better season because I think he's been one of better players for Spurs. So, I don't know. I'm just, I mean, again, I, I've always said this. I love Thiago. I love the player, right? But it's just, I don't think in this team he has, is, he's being utilized correctly, one. And second, I, I don't think the system's working for him as a like as a player for him. It does not work for him for some reason. Um, yeah. Okay. I agree. Yeah. I agree with you. And the Hoybier points, I think that's spot on. Yeah. Because Hoybier was brought in to Spurs to play a specific role, and he flourished in that. Hmm. Right. Thiago was brought in as a luxury, I think. Yeah. And we're not quite sure. After what? Almost the season is almost over. We're not quite sure what. Yeah, like the twenty something games are done. Yeah, right. So yeah. like, because he doesn't play ten, and he does not work when you don't have very good defensive midfielders around him, which Liverpool don't have right now. So I'm not sure what he's supposed to do with it. He, I think, he's going to come good eventually if Klopp adjusts to him, because he's not the kind of guy that you bring in 
and he's supposed to fit whatever your team's trying to do, right? He does not play get pressed. He's more of a tiki-taka kind of guy, more new, uh, modernized tiki-taka, the way Bayern play, the way other teams play. So I, I'm not sure, but I agree with you. I think the uh, Bayern roster was also very much tailored to his strengths, too. So I think, like, I think that's yeah. the main thing we're seeing now. But, uh, the Bayern team. The thing is, he's a quality player, right? Like, if you surround quality with quality, only quality, because that Bayern team, every single position, every single player was world class, right? Every single player that team. Um, so yeah, I agree with the Bayern point as well. And yeah, um, so wait, final top four prediction: Does Liverpool make it into the top four? <laughs> Oh, yes. yes. Yes, yes, yes. Unfortunately. Can you imagine if they didn't? <laughs> I that want to. The worst, like, I have been, suspense, but I'll say yes. I have <laughs> been I have been imagining that since like since the day I thought they will end up seventh one game week. So like Yeah, it would be hilarious. Oh shit, I got oh wow. I would oh my god, I oh wow. Okay, what are your, anyway, what are your final predictions for top four? Oh, okay. Um, City, Man U. Do, you, do I think, I say Liverpool, but I don't know if Chelsea or Leicester for that last spot. Yeah, same. I mean, but, yeah. For that's me... That's the part where I'm a little, like, iffy on. For me, that's, it's the same case. Like, till, like... A few game weeks ago, I still was confident that Spurs might end up in the top four. Um, but looking at looking at, looking at re- recent performances with Kane, a little well off, like in the sense that he's injured, not in the sense that he's out of form. Uh, and there's nothing else like without Kane, the team just seems toothless, right? Because yeah. Yes. So, but yeah, I feel like I, I personally feel like. Ah, will it be Chelsea or Leicester? The thing is, if you look at only the season, one would say Leicester, right? But I feel like Chelsea might clutch it. I don't know why. I just have this like slight worry that Leicester will kind of like lose like that steam by the by the end of the season. Yeah. Or I think with Tuchel, I think Chelsea's gonna be a much better team. Yeah. I'll say Chelsea. Yeah. Yeah. Even I, I, I'd say uh, it hurts saying this because I really want to see Leicester, but I feel like it'll be Chelsea because, well, Chelsea even has that depth. Your Leicester's still in the Europa League. I think Chelsea is who's the who are they, who's Chelsea playing in the they're playing Atletico, right? Yeah, they're gonna ki- get kicked out of the Champions League. So I mean, they're gonna have a lot of <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna have a lot of time in that. I love that's a foregone conclusion for you. Yeah. Oh my god. I have a sneaky feeling Chelsea will make it. Yeah. Um, and I wanna ah god, because I don't wanna abandon all hope on Spurs after I was like lauding lauding them like crazy at the start of the season. Yeah. But I think it's more probable. No, I'm gonna go Spurs fourth, Liverpool third, <laughs> Man United second, City first. Why? Why would you do that to yourself? Follow that instinct. Abandon, your, abandon any hope you had at Spurs. <laughs> Didn't you say last time that hope 
does not exist in the football world. Wait, is that what I read that is, Archit? What? <laughs> what is this? Are you, why does it say lecture? Oh, because I had my last, like, the last thing I was watching was a cloud recording. I was like, are you in a lecture right now? No, no, no not right now. <laughs> Alright, right, I hope no one from NYU sees this. He's not, he's actually not in a lecture in NYU. He's not bunking. <laughs> I was watching my uh, data structures class because I missed it this morning. Oh, okay, so. okay. Oh. Alright, moving into the mandatory Man United and Arsenal phase of the podcast. <laughs> I don't want to get into my phase this week. I'm <laughs> you guys oh, but I want to get into your phase this week. Yes, even I want to get it. <laughs> I'll let you guys start with the menu. The defense. Mm. This, de- ah, I don't know. This defense is, uh, you know what? Solska, you can see that he has that brilliant sense in like attacking, right? I think he spent like what fourteen million in total uh, on just his forward line and then on Bruno, right? Those are that's all the money he spent since he's come and it comes to attacking, right? And this team is the highest scoring team in the Premier League at this point in time, right? Even in the Champions League, we were one of the highest higher scoring teams uh, until the group stage. Um, so it can sh- you can see that uh, Solskjaer is a brilliant manager in terms of nurturing and developing attacking players. Okay, but we do not see the same thing in defenders. Knowing that you know Maguire, great potential in Leicester, he's shown that ability, and maybe sometimes it's lapse in judgment from Maguire, lapse in judgment from players. Uh, it could be right, but I I just don't see the same level of management uh, when it comes to defense. Um, and that probably is down to Solskjaer's own experiences, right? And that's probably why I think that he's not equipped enough to be uh, the head coach, maybe just an attacking coach or something like that, you know? Because then he would be perfect because he only needs to worry about like how to make Rashford the best striker in the world or how to make Martial consistent, you know? So, um, yeah, I just wanted to mention that because I think yeah, I think Solskjaer's main abilities lie in his attacking, like, abilities, yeah. I want to address that. I feel like part of that is because being a very, I guess, an inexperienced coach at this point, I think he's had, like, enough years under his belt, but relatively inexperienced, right? I think I think the difference here is that, I mean, okay, so how many man- managers at Man U have had, like, kind of, like, tumultuous or very inconsistent, like, you know, former seasons or whatever, right? I think what I'm like part of what I'm realizing is I feel like Manu doesn't invest. They need to invest more in the surrounding coaching staff and oh, yeah. like development and training all of like the whole like machine rather than just you know swap manager after manager each year. Think about like for good or for bad too. Think about how Jose like he brings in his own assistants to each new job and yeah. he always brings the brings in the people he trusts. I think Ole is a little bit inexperienced, so he hasn't pinned down certain like. You know, this is my favorite guy that I love to work with, this, like, etc. But I think if they just spent more, I feel like as a board, if they invested more into the overall coaching staff and gave, like, so whoever the manager is, they have more of a structure. So this inconsistency is all, isn't always, like, happening each year. I don't know. I think that would go a long way in terms of, like, terms of helping Ole or whoever, whoever you guys have in the future. Those are good points. And, um... Well, I've been thinking a lot about what we've seen from Ole this whole season. And in a way, I think we can 
say he's done well in an area he's done well is learning from his mistakes right yeah now i don't know how much one can truly learn as far as the defense goes at this point in their lives right if you're very good in an area you're probably going to stick to that so man united would need to find better defensive coaches to help him um but i do think a lot of the problem actually falls on to Maguire or should be falling on to Maguire. Or rather the board, let's say like that. Because Maguire was brought in to be this captain, to be the guy who everybody in the defense should look to and adjust to him, right? So that he can bring out the best in everybody. He's clearly not that person. And maybe it's unfair to have pinned all our hopes on him like that. But I feel like we don't have the personnel to be playing great defense. So we end up being a team that just outscores their opponents and concedes a lot. Um, this is a trend we saw, I think, in the 90s, maybe. Uh, in Brazil, especially, a lot of our teams were successful like that, both in the national team and uh, in the league. I'm not sure it adapts to modern soccer. What do you guys think? Do you think a team could win the league by just outscoring their opposition and conceding a lot? Uh, no, I think, even Alex, for instance, I think said himself, you know, defense wins titles at the end of the day. Actually, for instance, probably, I've seen that quote, I've seen that same quote, actually, like with the dash, it says sometimes it'll say Ferguson, sometimes it'll say like Bill Belichick, sometimes <laughs> it'll say like Phil Jackson, so I have no <laughs> idea. But I do think defense wins championships, and I think that's not to undervalue, like being a really good offensive coach. I just think, yeah, you just need better personnel in this situation. But I 100% agree to like be consistent and like be a title winner over 38 games. You need to have like a rock solid defense. I agree. I agree with that. Uh, I think it was like attack wins you games, but defense wins you titles. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah. And I completely agree with that. I feel like, um, like remember when Mourinho managed to get 82 points with United, right? Um, like I think a couple se- second season in charge. And he was able to do that with just Chris Smalling and Phil Jones in defense. Um, and for a bit like Eric Bailly here and there because he's already injured. And um, that basically shows that he, uh, that Mourinho has that tactical sense to nurture defenders, right? And because he was able to do that, even though the attack wasn't firing as much, he still managed to get 82 points, which is crazy, right? That was, that was, that's, some seasons, that's title winning, right? <laughs> Unfortunate that City managed to get 100 points that season. But yeah. That's, yeah. I, so yeah, I, I think, I think, uh, yeah, I agree. So what, let's say we finish second. Yeah. And for a little bit longer, we can provide some title challenge for City. What happens next season when expectations are very high for this team? Because we've come into the last two seasons saying these are rebuild years we need to figure out what the squad is figure out our best players and improve for a title challenge further down the line what happens next season when everybody's expecting man united to be competing for the title right away i think they should approach the off season like like they're rebuilding rather than they're you know trying to like fully push like the gas pedal not because I don't think they're cap- they're not capable of winning a title in the next like season or two, but I just think 
I think they're, they definitely overperformed. And I think, like, if they try to get, you know, one massive signing the way they did with, like, McGuire, right? Or, like, a couple of very just, like, inflated signings. I don't think, I think we'll have the same, same problem as, like, you're seeing this year. Whereas if you kind of address a bunch of small holes at the start of the season, like, sign up, like, a bunch of, like, different, like, young defenders and, like, young midfielders, I think, it, I think you can get more out of that. Because I think, like, maybe, I don't think their issue is, like, they're, like, one star, one or two, like, stars away or expensive signings away. I think there are a lot of, like, there's just consistency away from it, so. Yeah. What do you think, Yashish? Could uh, Solskjaer perform up to expectations? Or do you think he's too inexperienced to uh, to coach under pressure like that? It's just, uh, I, I won't use the word inexperienced because I feel like he has experience, right? But not at this level. Not at the level where you're competing for the Premier League title. Trying to reach the finals of the Champions League. Or trying to win the FA Cup. He's not at that level. I mean, he still did manage to reach four semi-finals, right? In a row. Which is, like... Let's not, let's not like... make Let's make sure that it's put forward that... That he has achieved a lot of stuff at United, right? Maybe not titles, but he has managed to... Like, compared to what we expected, right? If you think about what we expected in the start, we're like, oh, he's just an interim manager. He'll come for a bit and then we'll get someone like Allegri who'll come and win us titles. That's what everyone thought. Or Pochettino. Um, I feel like he he has already surpassed expectations. I think he's already done that. And he's created a sort of good mindset. Like, I think like I think we guys have mentioned this many times for Solskjaer that he is more like a... You know, like a buddy to the to the players. He's like, you know, he's more than like, you know, the the head coach, like the manager. He's more like just, you know, someone who's there helping them out. And I don't know if that makes sense, but yeah. Um, and let's be honest. If you want to like be the best team in the world, you need you need someone like a Pep Guardiola. You need someone someone like a Jurgen Klopp. You need someone like a Hansi Flick. So like, I mean, and Zolska. Not not there yet, despite winning 9-0. I mean, which sucks. I don't imagine how we're talking about this, like, like about him like this, right? I can't imagine, like, if Arteta wins 9-0 against some team, even though they end up 9th, we'll be talking about him with extremely high regard, right? Which I don't understand why, but there's something about Solskjaer that just doesn't fit with me. It just doesn't fit with me. Yeah. I've been giving him... I want to be giving him the benefit of the doubt um, for the next few weeks or so because I feel like something has changed in his personality. I think he has learned some more about the job. Um, but, yeah, you guys were saying this before. If the if they don't hire better coaches, if something doesn't happen in the dressing room to address his deficiencies tactically, this probably won't go too well next season. I just think, like, he's best served being given more of a structure for next season. If he somehow finishes second this year, I think it's it's as good as he could have done. I really, like, don't think, like... I already think he's crossed his ceiling. That's the thing, right? I think he's already, like, how he can't go higher than this. Like, oh, I don't know. I feel so bad saying this because he's done, like, he's already done so much. Like, he's gone... Further than any other manager since Fergie has, right? I personally think so, right? Like, four semi-finals in a row. He's playing good, exciting football at times. And 
it's still like i don't know i don't know if he's done better than any manager after ferguson left because van gaal did win a, a title and then Mourinho won like three trophies depending on how you see it and i feel like we're doing a disservice to Mourinho most of the time because he left in such a bad way but as far as like club culture goes right he's definitely a man united manager does yeah. that make sense yes you can yes. see him bringing back all of the the ferguson mantras and all of the momentum and all of the the morale of that time right Barbs. unfortunately the team isn't as good nor is he the best manager ever but you can see the atmosphere is better this time around yeah no, I, I, I wanted I, just a lot of fun fact at you guys, by the way, which I knew I know these two things like tangentially in my head, but I never like kind of put it together. So, um, do you guys watch the Super Bowl? Yes, sir. Glazers. Who, who do you guys want to win? Just out of curiosity. I was, the, I was, the, I didn't know football, so I was just supporting the red team, which is Chiefs. <laughs> okay, fair enough. <laughs> the red team. <laughs> um, I, I, I want the Buccaneers, but like. Yeah, I wanted the Chiefs to win just because I like Mahomes. But yeah. like uh, Tom Brady is Giselle, Giselle's husband, so we all <laughs> like him here in Brazil. So I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we all hate him here in New York, but um, I don't know. I, I hated the Patriots, so I was like, I can finally root for this guy for 20 years and him keep, like destroying <laughs> my team. But that's not why I brought this up. I just like personally realized something. <laughs> the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Buccaneers who won... Just won a title using one of the best, like, structured and built teams and coach teams I've seen in a long time. And then they won one in, like, 2 They're owned by the Glazer family. Glazers, exactly. Which I find super ironic. I didn't, like, I know those as separate facts in my head. Like, Glazers owned the Buccaneers. The Glazers owned Man U. And I never, like, I don't know why I put it together. I, but I find it hilarious that Man U's funds are just being funneled into another team that's winning titles. <laughs> Archit, I feel like as the the newest shareholder in Man United, it's probably your job to go speak to your fellow owners. Yes, tell me this to invest in Man United. I actually doubled down on my investment not long after I first brought it up. I uh, I put more in Ameritrade after, but I think it's smart because they finished second. That's crazy, and then I think the club will only like. I think they can only go up from here. Oh yeah, yeah, for a bit. Yeah, yeah. at least. Also, Speaking of clubs that keep on setting my expectation for going expectation for like going down from here, um, <laughs> I was just I was just start this off. Okay, so the Wolves game was a disaster. Yeah, but I honestly thought we the refereeing in that game was brutal, and I will like yeah we lost and it should be on us. But I also think that like we were we looked like the better team until. Um, I don't know. I still like the red card, and then the letter red card is one thing, but Luis was ridiculous to me. Oh, yeah. Louis and then losing to Aston Villa, though, is inexcusable. Not inexcusable. It's just that I'm not doubting that they're a good team. It's just that we need, we need results at this point, right? And, like, this should not be, like... I still, I don't think we've played all of our... We still have many more top six games to go. So, I don't know. This is kind of like... Any time we lose against a low-table team like this, it only kind of, like, handicaps your ceiling for the end of the season. So, like, if you can strive for, like, fifth, then you just, like, when you lose to a low-table team, it kind of, like, it kind of, like, re- like, reduces the expectations a lot. And then it yeah. kind of says, oh, maybe, like, sixth or seventh. 
and then like so on and so forth. But do you need results right now, though? Because I feel like I still think it would be better for Arsenal to finish at like tenth or ninth and not have to play Europa League football next season. That's true, but we also need to improve the team, and having Europa League money is massive. Getting the money for being in a continental competition, I think, goes longer or goes like a much farther away in terms of like, oh, we can use that to rebuild your squad rather than just, you know, we'll be eighth and then we have less time to focus or like, you know, more time to focus on Premier League games. I think having the extra funds is the best deal, like every time. That's yeah. true. <clears throat> um, and so sitting the egg, being 12 is, gonna, is so much worse for us than, oh, we get to save the time of being in the Europa League next year. Okay, listen, what is this Saliba controversy? I don't know what this is. I actually didn't entirely know about this until like today morning. And oh, I was, can, I, can I explain? Yeah, yeah, please, I, yeah please, go please, for please, it. Please. I was in disbelief okay. when I read this. So like Saliba first gave an interview in France and he was talking about how uh, Arteta didn't give him enough time to show off his skills. And to a certain extent, maybe he's right. But also like these interviews get taken out of context so often, right? especially because they're in a different language and people just pull out the quotes and are like, oh, he hates Arsenal, he doesn't go, want to go back, or whatever. Shortly afterwards, a video came out from like three years ago of Saliba on international duty in France. And he's on Snapchat and he turns the camera to his side and I think it's Matuidi who's just like pulling on his, uh, let me say this lightly, on his cock, right? <laughs> And it kind of looks like he's masturbating. <laughs> who does that? First of all, who masturbates in front of your teammates? Who records that shit? Why did I not know that? Yeah, can I just say, if we continue, Brian is going to be so mad listening to this part. Oh, shit. <laughs> Oh my god! Be so annoying, just like let just beep. Let me just let me just make sure we can beep that. <laughs> Alright, alright. Oh my god, Jesus. Really? <laughs> yeah, so wait, I just want to continue addressing this. Um, you know what this reminds me? I'm speechless. You know, the, you know what this reminds me of? Remember what? the, uh, this is like 10 times worse than the D'Angelo Russell thing from like five years ago. This is infinitely worse, actually. Because it's one thing being a snitch. It's another thing being a snitch and just like showing your friend, your teammates' body to the whole internet, right? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, I, I don't even know because okay, on the, on the first part about Saliba, just the game time thing. Let's get that out of the way before you get to the important thing here. Um, <laughs> he's, I think, he, like to some extent, you have to prove that you're good enough to play, right? And like, I get it. Arteta's had issues with the young players. We saw with the uh, Guendouzi. We like, I don't know. I mean, yeah, it's just Gunduzi. I mean, he plays Smith Rowe. Like, Smith Rowe earned the spot, and Arteta plays him consistently. Uh, Saka earned his spot, and Arteta's like, it gives him free reign to do what he wants. I think you just, to some extent, is like, you kind of have to be good enough. And then, I don't know, this, he went back on loan because they just realized, like, there's not enough time for you here. So, like, I don't know. I think, so yeah, that there's that. And on the other thing, this video, how old was he when he, like, Actually, I don't even know if that's a question worth asking, right? I was going to say, like, the immaturity thing, but I also realized, like, let's say he's 22 now, and this happened when he was, like, 19. I'm 19 right now. 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. We, no. Just <laughs> But like can we talk about what the hell is going on in Matuidi's head? Yeah. What is that? Is that a thing people do? <laughs> I don't know. I Cuz like I played organized basketball, right? Never in my life. <laughs> Did a teammate pull out his neck right like that and just start fondling himself? Oh my god, Jesus! No, oh, this is oh, my, how did, also that's what all the memes have been about. Jesus Christ! I mean, like, why do I not understand this? Oh, now I um, <laughs> I don't know what to say. I don't Here's, like all the articles on this video are so like. <laughs> Like big about what happens, that it makes it even funnier. <laughs> oh shit! Oh my god! Okay, is that a link to the video? <laughs> video. Wait, what? What you asked? I'm sorry. There's a link over here. Is that what's that? Is that a link to the video? That's a meme I posted. There. Okay, man. <laughs> okay, let me. Okay, so let's see. It's old. I just have to smash it. In that <laughs> position. I just have to smash it. <laughs> So it's basically Odi and Agalo saying in that position I have to smash it. <laughs> oh my god, Jesus Christ! Or right, I don't think we should dwell on this topic any longer. Yeah, but <laughs> I'm just so like Matuidi somewhere in America, just like freaking out, just like <laughs> somewhere in the MLS, just like oh wait, what's happening? <laughs> They found what? Yo, he told me he's never gonna share it. It was just for him. Dude, <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just don't understand. <laughs> All right, we're gonna pass this for now. Yeah. Oh, but let me just ask Archie: What happens to him at Arsenal now? Is he? Is it over for him? He, I mean, he's out on loan, right? So I guess he just continues to be on loan, and then he'll come back. Probably not get much game time, but I don't think it's a big deal. This is not even the first time a French international player has. This is they've had way worse scandals. I think he's fine. Yeah. Like yeah. the whole Benzema Valbuena thing is infinitely worse, and both both those players, actually, one of those players recovered well from it. Valbuena kind of disappeared, but like. I think Rosalito will be fine. I think people will play the um, he was like a young kid card, which makes zero sense. Oh <laughs> But God. I think he'll be okay. Um, so I also think if um Foden and Greenwood were able to recover from their thing in terms of like an image perspective or whatever, then I think he'll be okay. Yeah, Sam, I agree with that. Um, I that's what I just read is interesting. Lukaku at City. That does not fit right, does it? Like, it does not fit right with me. Because isn't like it doesn't, like it doesn't make sense to me. Same, it doesn't make sense to me either. But like, it's in the talks. Like, even I've read about it a little bit. Yeah, I've been like, it's been there uh, in and around like my Twitter and stuff. And I don't get why. Like, if you if if you're looking for a striker from if you're City and you're looking for a striker from uh, Inter Milan that fits your style, it has to be Lautaro Martinez. Lukaku does not fit their style. Lautaro does actually, if I'm being honest. Um, so I don't. Hmm. I think my issue is um, Lukaku is definitely like 
I feel like he's really just in his rhythm at inner. I don't feel like it's the best move for him to leave. And then, yeah. as far as Man City's con- like concerned, I just it's it's actually it, he's literally the last striker associated with them. Yeah. Does does his current goal scoring record just allow allow Pep to overlook his fit and just put him in the squad hoping he'll score? Because at times City has needed goals, especially with. Uh, Aguero injured and then Jesus uh, he's I, okay I get pissed off talking about Jesus just because he was such a, a good young talent and then he's become this sort of like defensive-esque forward and he's not as good as he could have been but because Lukaku has scored 50 goals in 70 games wow. right Jesus. which is the fastest a player has reached 50 goals ever there Wow. Ronaldo took 77 goals, wow. took uh, 77 games, Jesus. which is really incredible if you think about it. And he has played in England. His strength certainly, his body strength certainly is up for the English game. Do you just take a gamble on him just because he scores that much? I think in comparison to um, Lajara Martinez, I think you'd be getting more utility per like, I guess, pound or dollar paid for the player. If that makes sense. Like, more goals per, like, dollar. I also think... And Lukaku's great at Everton. He was very... He was good at Man U for, he like... Was, he was, he was very good. Yeah. He was just inconsistent as far as I know. But, um... I think Man City... It'd be a weird fit, but I also feel like Pep would be able to get the most out of him. So... And he's definitely cheaper than Lataro. And I don't I don't think the rec- goal-scoring record is that much farther off, so... I, I'd back the move, depending on what they pay. I... If he does come in, they will have like an outlet against like teams that just like to sit, you know, like sit back the entire time where like sometimes their intricate passing does not work because there's just a small low block, right? You need to just cross the ball in and hope for a header. And those like a target man, I guess that's what they need, a proper target man. And that's where maybe Lukaku might just be the perfect fit. But it'd be, how, how much do you think it'd be for though? Like 50, 60 mil? Yeah, so my thing is, he signed for Man U for 75. 75, mil, yeah. When he, that's probably his peak value in terms of like how good he actually was. Yeah. And then he signed for Inter for 80 mil. But. Mm, no, I, do, I, don't think, think, I don't think he'll be upwards of 80. I think he'll be around 65 now. 60. We have to think about it from Inter's perspective. Oh, yeah, they, have yeah. no reason, they have no reason to lose him at all. And they paid 80 mil for him. They have, and he, was at, he wasn't even like. I don't know. They have to, like... They're going to have to turn a profit unless, like... Unless, like, he starts saying, I want to leave, there's, they'd have no reason to sell him unless they, like, gain, like, 20 mil from it, at least. Inter are not in the most comfortable financial situations as far as Italian teams go. Yeah, okay. Because yeah. you see, every time they bring in a player, they have to get rid of other players. So I feel like they'd be asking for around 90 million for the car. Okay, then that... That becomes a little troublesome, though, right? Then, the is also 27, but 90 mil is absolutely ridiculous. And also, City shouldn't be blowing their... T- it's not their entire budget, actually. It's like a third of their budget. Because no, what I'm like, thinking is, if you're spending 90 million on Lukaku right now, why not hold off, try to steal Messi on a free, and pay him high wages? You know? Why not just do that? Like, because let's be honest, if Lukaku can score goals, Messi can score better. So, I mean... 
<laughs> so like there, there is no player better than Messi when it's like you know like even the the idea of how Ronaldo is a better goal scorer than Messi right Messi have holds a record for like most golden boots european golden boots the record for most goals in a calendar year, most goals in a season i'm not saying i feel like i feel like ronaldo is a better goal scoring instinct he probably has better finishing but messi somehow manages to get goals right he somehow manages to get goals in like precarious situation oh i, I was saying ronaldo was only in la liga for 9 years yeah and so i think that's a big factor in the overall records of it i think he broke out as a player a little bit later but and so that's that's a topic for another day. But um, Yashish yeah, was playing with fire right there because there's there's two Ronaldo fanboys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why. That's why. I was like, oh, I'm not saying Ronaldo has a good goal scoring instinct. He has the best goal scoring instinct in the planet. He has a he has a one of the best right foots on the planet, right? I'm not. <laughs> Messi just managed to get goals. I'm not saying. <laughs> We don't want to get there. We don't want to go there. We don't want to go to Ronaldo. Me and Ray both are just like leading forward. <laughs> <laughs> we do not want to go to Ronaldo versus Messi because I love. Um, yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah. In, in terms of like Man City, though, they really are just best off waiting, signing either a better player or just addressing different. Like, I don't know why every club needs to enter the off season. Like, you know, we got to get this one guy, and that's it. Yeah, you know they could just address different holes across the team. Oh yeah, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. But here's the thing, right? Does City even need to buy anyone with the squad they have right now? Maybe a replacement for Aguero. So why not just buy someone very young who, in the next two to three years, will end up filling up Aguero's shoes? So they have a lot to consider. They have a lot of time. So it's going to be interesting where this all goes. Um, but yeah. <sighs> Well, for them, I think it rides how long Pep plans to stay there, right? Because if Pep says, you know what, whatever happens, I'm here for the next five years, then bringing a young player makes sense. But you don't want to waste the potential of having Pep Guardiola, right? Yeah. And signing a young player. Because he's, um, although he's done well with specific young players in the past, and he's doing well right now with uh, Phil Foden, I don't think he's necessarily the kind of manager that develops talent. Yeah, I agree. I agree to a certain extent. Yeah, but he's done a good job developing Phil Foden, to be honest, though. So, oh, for sure, and Busquets yeah. and Messi as well. Yeah, but also there's been a lot of players that he's neglected because they just don't fit in his time. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, so we have we have a good proposition that Fran had put up. There are a couple of questions, um, and they're really interesting. I'll just read them out. Um, so, question one is: If you could have any one player for your team, who would it be? No matter how realistic it would be to buy him. Are you like all time, or just like he's already in your team? Oh, we can do we can do the two. Let's say right now, and then all time. All oh, all time. That be oh, all time. Oh, I just get Cristiano, right? I mean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's 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 my issue, right? Yeah, not right now. I wouldn't get Cristiano right now because what we get like two, two, three years out of him. Right now, unreal. However, unrealistic. What's the position that we need? Ah, <laughs> I know what player I'm going for. Going for Virgil Van Dijk. Ooh, fair enough. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Virgil Van Dijk or Ruben Diaz. I don't mind either of them. But yeah, <laughs> see, I had Ruben Diaz in mind. Because uh, Ruben Diaz be, is younger, right? Yeah, Ruben, Ruben Diaz is younger, yeah. so yeah. And like he fits in with the type of player United buy, hmm. Hmm. and 
Lindelof played with him, I think, in Portugal. Oh yeah, yeah. They they speak Portuguese, and then the Reyes would probably be able to speak better Spanish, uh, better Portuguese, sorry, than English, I think. Yeah, learn. but if we couldn't have Ruben Diaz, I just go for Marquinhos. PSG, which is also completely unrealistic, right? But could you imagine? Because that's a leader that's maybe that's one of the best defenders in the world. Yeah. Oh, wow, Marquinhos. Oh, yeah. Oh, shit. That guy would be perfect. Alshad, what, okay. what, what, what is your answer to that? So, I think if we're going right now, I don't care how many like seasons he actually might have left, we could use all the help we can get, right? Like, from a short-term perspective, we could use all the help we can get. Yeah. So I think I might just say Messi, to be very honest. Yeah. As generic as it feels just, or Neymar. 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 So Neymar is younger, yeah, yeah. I'm saying Neymar because it feels generic, but I just think we need all the like offensive like help we can get. And I think um I think it'll allow like like Parday and like like we have a defensive midfield. I'm not even worried about our defense. Yeah. Like that's not my biggest concern. I think Neymar would just rejuvenate the entire team. I don't think there's any like any player else who could do that. Yeah, I'm carrying like the entire offensive load. And y'all will actually have a good left winger. You like, like you remember? Alexander, we have like four years out of him, more. Yeah, exactly. Five years, exactly. six. That would be a good shout. Ah, the thing is, right now we have Rashford on left wing, right? How Neymar is a much better player than Rashford. Let's not um, let's yeah. make sure that everyone knows that. Uh, but ah, it's Rashford. I'm not replacing Rashford for anyone. Like, <laughs> I'm not replacing Rashford for anyone. I love that guy. Like, yeah, I love that dude. No. No, that's fair for you. I think, well, I mean, I have nothing against, like, I mean, I can probably have you replace Pekai Saka with Neymar of all people, but I, obviously, I like having Saka. I, I, I even don't have anything against Pepe. I just think they're all good players individually. I yeah. just think between the three of them, it's not enough, like, attacking prowess. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Um, do you have an answer for someone from the past? Do you guys? I'm trying to think. If in the past, I might just say, like, Cristiano Ronaldo. It's just too easy. No, but again, I'd still get, like, someone for the defense. Because I think our attack is brilliant right now. Like, it is really good. So, I'd, someone, I'd get someone like Beckenbauer or someone. Ooh, no way. I would love... Uh, Vidic back. Oh, yeah, I know. Oh. Chelsea, right? Chelsea. Yeah, uh, Chelsea, PSG. I think yeah. they play for Real Madrid, too. Yes, play yes. the defensive mm. midfielder for us. Because we do need someone there too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he would just be like Kante on steroids, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, that would be mad. Oh, but I would get like let's go let's go very mainstream. I would get Maldini. Ooh. Yeah. That would be nasty. We'd be the best team ever. <laughs> exactly. Just because not only is a brilliant defender, brilliant player, but that dude, he can he'll just I don't know what he just make the entire team alive again, you know. Okay, so I'm still on the the train of we can use any help we can get, and also we need attacking. So, <laughs> but I'm gonna not say Messi or Ronaldo just because they feel like easy answers, LA. and it feels lazy. It feels lazy to say it. I'm gonna say Zinedine Zidane. Oh, nice. Oh, of course. Not lazy that. at all. Not lazy. <laughs> attacking midfielder of all time. Not lazy at all. <laughs> I mean, like. We need the best. I'm Yo, wait, he's not the best. I'm being the best because we need the best. Wait, wait, he's not the best attacking midfielder all time. That's Bruno Fernandes. All right, sorry. sorry. <laughs> Apologies. But yeah, no, that's I thought, just, I thought he just got transferred to West Ham, actually. I'm sorry. 
Oh yeah, oh shit. Oh yeah, that's the best. Oh my god, how could I forget the god? How could I? Oh, but he got he got two goals. I'm so happy for him. I, <laughs> I was actually really happy for Wesley. I was so happy. And he played really well the entire game. Like so well good for him. It worked out well for everyone. And he's going to score today again against us. I come There's on. There's no doubt in my mind. Oh, oh no. <laughs> no. <laughs> that can't happen. Alright, um, so then there's a second question and I think this will be the last uh, part of our podcast today. Um, thanks for staying for so long if you have. <laughs> um, <laughs> so what is the one transfer that has nothing to do with your team that you think would be incredible to see, no matter how insane or fictional? Okay, so I'm gonna. Neymar to Barcelona. I think we should say like a my, year. My my roommate roommate has a good shout for Neymar to Barcelona. The thing is, it's not unrealistic and it's not fictional. I feel like that could happen if Barcelona actually had money. They have no yeah, money. I'm with you on this. Barcelona. I'm has thinking. I'm thinking we name like a year, a player, and the club he's going to. Okay. Okay. Oh, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. The uh, most certifiably insane. Yeah. Ooh. So, 2008. Messi, actually not 2008. Ooh, no, but then things Cristiano's gone. I want Messi and Ronaldo. Oh no, but then this, I wanted to be United. Okay, not my team. Never mind. So when did Neymar? Ah, okay. I need to think about this. I'm just thinking about years. I'm trying to connect the. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna try to not say Messi or Ronaldo just for this, just for now, just because I feel like it's. I have one for next year. And it would okay. be so Kimmich at Bayern. I think he's completely untouchable because oh, yeah. they see him as the next Philip Lam. Oh yeah, he's yeah, going to yeah. be the captain. He's not going to be moved, right? I don't. I don't think he wants to leave at all. Mm-hmm. But just imagine if City bought him <laughs> and he played instead of because uh, Rodri is a good player, but Rodri can't play the Busquets role that well because he needs a, a second man in the pivot, right? Yeah, yeah. So imagine if. They just replaced Rodri with Kimmich. Oh they could have the Bruyne and, I don't know, Gundogan in front of him. Jeez. That would be the best midfield in the Premier League. Maybe. Ever. Maybe all time? Yeah, yeah maybe ever. Maybe ever. 100%. I, I, oh, Kimmich. I love that player. I love that player. I think, I I still think he's, I think I mentioned the last time, I think he's one of the, he's top five players in the world right now. Current form, For sure. ability, everything. So, because he does it, he does it all. He gets assists. He defends. He attacks. He scores goals. He does. There's nothing he can't do, which is, oh, wow. Oh shit. Oh, I don't want it. But why would you want that, Fran? Why would you? Why would you? <laughs> we guys are just. If uh, I don't know, let's let's stick with the no hope theme. If there's no hope for United next year, next year or for the coming years, yeah. Could you imagine watching those three play together under Pep? That would be beautiful. That would be like Iniesta Chavi level of, of its yeah, 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 I should say. And if Gunduan can, and if De Bruyne stops holding Gunduan back, then imagine, just like. Right. <laughs> yeah. So, like. Okay. Um, I'm thinking if, um, if that rumor that uh, Perez decided to sign David Beckham over Ronaldinho is true, then I'm saying the most insane transfer ever would be if they went the reverse route. And he's decided to go Ronaldinho first. <laughs> no, this is just a joke, alright? Imagine his Latan. Remember how he'd gone to Arsenal 
and um, and they they told him that they're not trying to buy him they want him to give trials but instead they bought him yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so i mean that would have been interesting but no i don't want that even another another inter- interesting one remember levendowski was going to sign for blackburn right but he didn't end up going to blackburn because of the volcano eruption or something like that um if he would have gone to blackburn how would have things worked out like he would have he would have probably been in one of the premier league teams right like one of the cities or united or something oh yeah i think he, he would have been at united he would have been at united yeah but i don't think he'd been in united and but i don't know why, why are you so confident okay i think you i okay. Yeah, yeah you're saying if he went to Blackburn, you're saying he definitely would have been at United. I feel like because he because what happens is people from like lower leagues in England they end up at teams in like in in the Premier League more often than they end up in like outside of the country. That's why I'm thinking. And yeah, what kind of team would Lewandowski end up in? What kind of team is like ready to spend? Wait, your lo- your logic makes sense for like England natives for like a Polish international. I don't think he cares about hmm. staying in England. Oh yeah, fair enough, fair enough. Actually, yeah, I didn't think of that. Okay, fair enough. But here's the thing: I have a future transfer as well. Sorry, sorry to interrupt. I have a future. I think this is my final answer. Erling Haaland to PSG. Mbappe on the right wing, Neymar on the left wing, Erling Haaland through the center. Because Mbappe started off there. Mbappe started off as a right wing though. So I mean, put him back where he started. So wouldn't that be Di Maria just shooting passes over to them? Yeah, and Cardi, <laughs> Cardi being a super sub. Yeah. <laughs> the little greatest attack ever. Exactly. Just imagine like Di Maria and Verratti just going like through ball, through ball, through ball. <laughs> oh my! I'm playing FIFA right now. Guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! But if you are being honest, though, if you are the only reason I said Erling Haaland is because we are away from Messi, Ronaldo. But remember last time we also said, imagine Messi, Mbappe, and Neymar. Yeah, that's the thing. I feel like if we have those two options as like choices in this game, I think it just feels so easy to say them for yeah. like different teams. Ooh, odd. Especially when you consider like the Arsene Wenger, like I almost signed this guy. Yeah, yeah. That opens up so many implications too. Yeah, but yeah. So I, I guess. Think, go ahead, go ahead. I think Kono Jim, because I should mention, I think he almost signed for United at one point. Yeah, he did. He did. He did. Right? Yeah, yeah. That was Arsene Wenger. Sorry, Ronaldinho. Oh yeah. I feel like, so I feel like Arsene Wenger himself always says I'm I always sign somebody, and I think United. I feel like every just star player gets linked to that. Yeah, that's yeah, that's true. true. Uh, but yeah, that's oh wow. So I guess that was fun. That was fun. We should do like these fictional things more often. Yeah, yeah I agree. Um, so I guess. All right. So in that case, uh, I guess not apologies to Norway. I think we give. Very balanced take. Very balanced. Take. <laughs> yeah, 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 I felt so bad, but yeah, it is what it is. Also, last thing for anyone who's listening to this, who's also a Knicks fan, I'm gonna quote Antoine Griezmann here, and just say I love Derrick Rose. <laughs> also, the the Bucks were cheated from the Super Bowl. The Chiefs rule. I don't really watch the. I didn't really watch the game, but Chiefs have red jerseys. Brady, so Brady, right, Brady's a goat, and that's the end of our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> goodbye. Goodbye.